All right, man, I hit that little green button. You ready? I am ready. Like the hit, hit, go. This song actually brings back a lot of memories. Good fond memories. A bunch of good arguments too. <laughs> oh yeah. This this is the show. This is the everything. Nah, I don't wanna say everything. Cause there's a lot of good podcasts out there. But everybody, everybody's got a yeah, I mean it, it's a saturated market. I love it, but it's you know you got what is the niche of the of the podcast? What is the theme yeah. of the podcast? Yeah. Is it driven by a celebrity, rapper, athlete? You know what I mean? Or normal people like us? Or normal people like us? I love it though, honestly. I I feel like it's so much diversity in the podcast world. Um, don't get me wrong, it's some it's some fire ass, and it's some fire dumpster ass podcasts out there for sure for sure but um but yeah. they're they're a part of the podcast community so they are yeah. they are and and we respect them for sure yeah for sure because there was a there was one point in time when we only had one microphone sitting in the middle of the table <laughs> y'all go back on season one that shit was I wouldn't say it was ass, but it's what we had. You, you know what? You know. Going back, I need to go back and listen to the pilot episode again. Pilot episode is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's <is> hilarious. <laughs> we had no structure, no theme nothing, or anything like that. Nothing. But we were trying and just trying to find our way and make it work. But tried and true. It ended ended up becoming a good thing, you know. Um definitely love those days and respect those days because we wouldn't be where we are today oh definitely not we wouldn't be you know very um prominent in one sound you know being a top priority we wouldn't be you know having our weekly conference calls yeah trying to see like what we're going to do just to create structure for the show yeah i think i think that's probably one of the most difficult challenges um besides actually recording it is uh just coming up with uh what we want to do. Yeah, cuz you know how we want to do it, you know. Another thing for us cuz I, I have had some people ask like, "Well, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that?" Everybody's talking about it. You know, we we want to be different. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard to cuz you know, after a while everything has pretty much already been said, so you're yeah. kind of just like poking the bear at that and time. And it's from anything from, you know, major radio waves to major podcasts mm-hmm. to Mm-hmm. Even people like us in our own little community that we're a part of, like, yeah. you know, you don't want to swagger jack or anything like that. But it's like, if the current event is that riveting, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, is the current event worth it? Like, so say, for example, George, George Floyd. Floyd. Exactly. Yeah. God damn. You know great what I mean? Think of like, you, you have to, you talk, have to about talk about that. You have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Derek Jackson. You don't have to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. You know. The man cheated on his wife. Hey, man. You know. Men cheat every day, B. I guess black men cheat. <laughs> God damn. Damn, boy. Hold on, wait. Get a coin for that one. Thank you. No, wait. No, no, no. You get a losing horn. No, Derek Jackson gets a losing horn. Oh, all right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, because black men don't cheat. This yeah. black man don't cheat. I can't um, do it, man. But for that, welcome to another episode of Diapers and Haircuts. 
Yeah. Um, as you hear, it is I, me, Drew, your beer guide, your craft beer connoisseur. How are you doing, my children? Um, across from me is the guru of sound, <laughs> Marcel. No. <laughs> Wait, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't get I was not expecting that. What? You know, AKA, but that no, but AKA, I like that though. AKA turning water into beer. You know Be saying? cocky because you know what you're doing. It's hey, not man. like you don't I listen, people, listen. My man real live knows what he's doing and I'm so proud of him. And that's real talk. Thank you, man. Not to be all mushy and I, sentimental I don't, and stuff. I don't try to brag. Also, I don't, I don't even, there's not that many people know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm doing that for a reason. But on the flip side. I get you. Just like how I tweeted a couple weeks ago, don't fucking challenge my beer knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one saying that I know everything, but also don't try to go toe-to-toe because I'll fucking embarrass you. I feel the same way about sound. Exactly, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but enough about me. To the guru of sound, Mr. Marcel, say hello to the people. Hello, my children. <laughs> I had to do it, Joe. <laughs> I had to do it. Um, no. Um, hello, everyone. He is I and I is him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He is me and I is A. You lost me. I lost you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, we back, man. We are back. Um, also, on this episode, we are actually missing our third counterpart again. Again. Big Los. Um, he was not able to make it to the show today. He had some engagements that came up, which is fine. Show goes on. The DNH train rolls on. Chugga, 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 chugga. Woo, woo. Uh, I was going to go, toot, toot. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I missed that movie. Uh, oh shit! If don't nobody know what that movie is, man. Hey, you better toot that you horn. You better boy. toot that horn. Um, if he in there, he ain't happy. <laughs> so, Marcel, tell me about your week. Ah, uh, um, well, to kind of recap on last week, um, was pretty much bulldoze. Nah, that bulldoze a little bit too much. Um, somebody played whack a mole with my car. And right now, they are in the process of, I guess, they're waiting for the muffler to to come in so they can, I'm going to assume, finishing the repairs. Because I only got this rental until next Thursday. Um, At least that's what uh, my insurance company, no, actually, actually, no. Enterprise told me that's what my insurance company told me. So, um, Jeeps. Eat gas. Yeah, it's it's an SUV, bro. It, this isn't a, a coupe anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh my god, I literally drove to work on like maybe four bars, right? And I got in it to leave, and I was on one bar, and I was like, "What the? F- where where did it go?" Gas guzzler. Well, welcome to the family. No, guy. no, no, no. But I will say I do like it though. I, I really do like that Jeep, and it's it's just a basic um, uh, Cherokee uh, Latitude version. Yeah. Um, but it's very comfortable. Yeah. It's it's like extremely comfortable that, com- compared that, to my car that the family can ride in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my car, man, bucket seats even in the back seats. Like, I love it. Um, but that's just me. That's how I drive. Um, other than that, um. Uh, winter is back in the DMV, um, and I don't like it. 
Yeah, I, I just don't. It's, hey, it's, man. it's irritating. Well, you know, March, April, those are some, some weird months, you know. They're unpredictable. <sighs> May, J- June, July. Just come on. <laughs> just come on. <laughs> just, <laughs> just skip April. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I only, <laughs> yeah, skip April. <laughs> Go ahead, dog. Damn. <laughs> um, let's hear for me. So, a couple things. So, work-wise, getting my ass kicked at work because mm. um, an employee quit, so we're down a man, and it just shows, like, as far as work, it's like, damn. Um, it's kind of halted my training and making me take a step back just to fill the void and go from there, but it's how, perfectly fine. How long is your training for, if you don't mind me asking? Um, it's in phases, uh, okay. but for the most part, for me to understand all components and parts to, like, okay. HVAC, mm-hmm. heating, venting, and, and uh, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna, I it's gonna take like yeah. a year. Cause you're, cause you're borderline. I'm a rookie to this shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say you're borderline. When you're, what you're learning is what the repair people actually learn too. So you're, you're borderline able to actually. Fix. I and tell them problems. what they need. Right? Exactly. You know. Yeah. But like, I know how to sell a product. I just this don't know this do. product. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah, so yeah. it that's all it is. It just takes time knowing the product, knowing the system, and going from there. Once you know, you'll be a monster, just like everything else. You know me. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> but this past weekend, I took a drive up to Delaware. Um, I went to go visit Imani, and he went to show me his uh, local watering holes as far as breweries around the corner from his house. Um, we went to Autumn Arch Brewing Company, um, which is a it's a really dope brewery. It's it's a chill spot. Um, his homebrew shop is actually on the uh, backside of the building, so it was kind of like killing two birds with one stone, which is pretty dope. He moved it from his no no no, no like the place where he buys all his uh oh stuff oh from. oh yeah shit yeah, yeah. okay all right all right um but on the backside of of the building is the actual is is a brewery so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it was like all right well. Go pick up your ingredients, put it in the trunk, and then let's go go have a beer. Yeah, well, okay. um, That's what's up. The beers were really good. Um, you know, great scenery. They had a food truck. Um, They're very, you know, socially distant. They had, you know, tables in the parking lot, and everybody was just that's great. sitting out there drinking. Yeah, and that's On top great. of that, the weather was really great as well, too. It was. So um, from there, we went to Midnight Oil Brewing Company, which is another good brewery. Um, their beers are, well, the atmosphere of that brewery is more like, Blue collar, elbows on the table, kind of like, you know, you can talk some shit in there if you want to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, cool spot. They are socially distant as well. Um, tasty beers. And then uh, we went to a new brewery that had just, it was like their second day of opening um, mm. called Turning Point Brewing Company. Um, brewery is okay. Um, they had some, to me personally, from what I tasted, they had some issues with carbonation. Mm-hmm. In their beers, but also, who the fuck opens a brewery in COVID? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, you want to have quality and you want to do what you want to do, but on the flip side, you know, you need to have that cash register ringing as well, too. Yeah. Um, But I just wish that they would have, yeah, you know, actually right that. gave time to let their beers carbonate and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because it was... I'm not trying to bash the brewery because the brewery was, was very nice and appealing, aesthetically pleasing, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the liquid itself, I felt like I was just drinking wort. Like I wasn't drinking really. I wasn't drinking carbonated beer. You, you know? did, yeah. You did say carbonation issues. Yeah. And since uh, you know what, I'm sorry, go ahead. but since I've actually had wort, 
I can I can see where that comes from when you say that. Yeah, you know, and you know it the the liquid was tasty. It was just there was just no carbonation. So it's like, mm. damn, that's unsettling. But hopefully, you know, it's their first weekend. Like they opened the the day before. Mm-hmm. It was their second day of being open. So. I get it, growing pains, but hopefully, yeah. I'll give them a second chance. I'll go back, see what it was going on, and go with it from there. But the uh, Delaware, the Northern uh, Delaware brewing scene around uh, Imani's neck of the woods, it's a dope little area. That's good. You know, it's, it was dope. So, did that, went up there, drank some beer, and drove back. Word, word, word. Sounds like fun. It is. It was. I, I it, wish I, I, it was a good time. If I could have went, I definitely would have went, but. Uh, I'd mess around and I, I might would have had to give in a two year. I can't say that on the air. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving right on along. So, you know, with us getting ready for, you know, uh, what's that? May, June, July and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So springtime is among, among yeah. us. Um, even though the weather is isn't cooperating right now. No. Nah. What are you doing for spring cleaning? Like she PMSing. Oh no. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, why don't you just cuddle her or something? Fuck. I wish I could. Um, no, I don't. But no, when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to spring cleaning, like, like, what are your plans? So, like, let me just paint the picture for you. So, right, like, you just bought your house. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been in for you know, let's say about what, since six, six since months? October. October. Yeah. Okay. So, good little bit. Yeah. You know, like for me, I've been in my house now going over three years, mm-hmm. and you know. For us, we now have to create that routine, spring cleaning, you know, uh, decluttering, getting rid of stuff, Yeah. Um, you know, doing the total cleaning of the house, waxing floors, yeah. all that jazz, you know what I mean, washing windows. Um, and I guess my one thing I would recommend to you is, like, we didn't instill those habits when mm-hmm. we first got in here. Mm-hmm. So now that we're at a point, we're actually trying to get to a point where we can actually do weekly, daily, monthly routines. Mm-hmm. Also, in the same regards, make sure that we're decluttering so we can get ready to do more space. Because like how I said on the last episode, um, we're changing one of the rooms into an office slash gym. Right, right. That's happening right now as we yeah, speak. Yeah. Like, we already got the desk and the chair in there. Now we got the equipment, workout equipment coming in probably next week or two mm-hmm. and go from there. Not the Peloton bike, but... <laughs> Hey, Everything else, you know. Hey, you know, you got to get what you can afford, right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Shit. Um, but also, we're looking at you know tackling some other things. So, like for you, I guess, what are some things that you would probably do now, either inside the house, outside of the house, and then what are some things that you would probably want to do, say, three years down the road? Hmm. Okay. So, me, I, I don't want to say I'm strictly outside the house. But that kind of that's kind of like my domain now. Like she doesn't really, she goes out there, but it's not a, it's not something where she's gonna go rake up some leaves or something like that. And I mean, I don't fault her. She she pretty much does with the inside of the house what we need on the inside. So I think I think that we may end up having our roles. So for me, um, matter of fact, I'll bring up today, um gutter cleaning right so literally before i came over here i was on my roof cleaning my gutters now personally me i'm i don't want to say i'm afraid of heights but certain heights i'm okay with um i don't necessarily recommend people trying to clean their gutters on really really steep houses 
unless uh, steep roofs, unless they use the proper kind of ladder or whatever. Um, but if you don't have a system to where you can um, stop leaves from entering your gutters and branches and stuff like that, you'll have to clean them. Uh, and, and you won't notice it until like, hell, it, it's the last minute and it's a nice big ass pour down. And next thing you know, on the side of your house, there is a, uh, a waterfall is what I like to call it. So I personally, I recommend if you're around a lot of vegetation, a lot of trees and stuff like that, I recommend cleaning it at least twice a season. Um, so that'd be what, like eight times or whatever. So at least eight times a year. Um, I recommend that because, I mean, if you think about it, you have you have your leaves that are let's let's start off when I first moved in. You have your leaves that are pretty much already there, right? So you got to clean it then, and then when the leaves start falling, you got to clean it again, and then before the winter, you want to check and make sure because one thing you do not want to happen is for, let's say you get that that nice snowfall and you still have leaves up there, that brings weight onto your gutters. A lot of people don't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you try to clean it, just try to get up there and clean it before then or pay somebody to do it. But the best thing to do is try to spend just a little bit more money and try to get those. Um, they have these like sponge kind of things where you line it up in your gutters and it helps keep the leaves from going into your gutter. So all you got to do is literally, I mean, if you have a leaf blower or something like that, just blow it off. Um, one more thing, and because I don't want to get too deep in it. Um, bug control. So I'm, I, don't, I don't have a big area of uh, yard space, but it's big enough and it's a lot of vegetation, right? So bug control is like my number one priority through all of the seasons, right? So since I just since we just moved in, um it wasn't really much that I could do when we first moved in cuz it was it was already um it was October. So the bugs were already starting to die off. So now it's spring. Um and it's not like we got any creepy critters because during the winter time, I do my spray. Now I use ortho. Uh, is it ortho? Is that is that right? Ortho, yes. Okay, so I use ortho, and it's a twelve month. Matter of fact, I think I put you on it at two, didn't I, Drew? Yeah. So I use that in any house that I've lived in before, and it's supposed to be twelve months. But honestly, I feel like you need to use it maybe four times a year. Um, I agree to that. So like. I'm just going to interject. No, real go ahead, quick. go ahead, go ahead. So, one for me with the gutters and all that stuff, I don't have tr- over overhead trees. Mm-hmm. Townhouse very tall, no trees around, so I yeah. don't have that to worry about. But yes, if you have overage over your house, trees, all that stuff, definitely do it. Going into the bug aspect, we got spiders, not in the house, but, on, but around yeah, the house. Yeah, and oh, I and remember them shits. I should always, I'm always spraying the borders. Inside, outside, windows, mm-hmm. inside, outside, doorways, inside, outside. Got to knock the web down first. Though, and knocking down thing. webs, yeah. all that stuff. And then, um, but yeah, so I definitely agree, like, mm-hmm. four times a year. 
Um, wintertime, I could get away not doing it in the wintertime because they're not around that much. But mm-hmm. like, it still helps though. Soon as you know, May, June, July, here they come. You so, know what I mean? So for the wintertime, I still put mine. I still put it down right before the actual winter settles in. So that way, by spring, excuse me. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, I did that on the mic, but we're like right before spring, they'll kind of think twice about you know invading your 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 space. Yeah. Um. Also, too, um, I have again a grass, dirt kind of kind of area. Um, for right now, so I put down um some. It's. Forgot the name of it, but anyway, basically what it does is it pretty much kills the bugs that are in your yard. Yeah. Or or kind of like no, actually no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it does kill the bugs that's in your yard, and you put that down like it lasts for about six months, and then you do it again. So I use it on half my yard. Um, I'm trying to wait a few weeks, and then I'll do the other half because I don't want the the kids outside messing with it. I mean, they say after about a few days, you're fine. But I, I just like to take that extra precaution. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's that's basically all I got for right now. Because, again, I'm a first-time homeowner. Yeah, man. You know, and, so and that, it, there will be more. That's that's why I brought this up, you know, because, yeah. like, it's almost like, you know, you are the big brother mm-hmm. to me and you. But in homeownership, I'm yeah. the big brother in it. And it's like. You know, from my experiences of things that I saw, like, you know, we moved in, brand new house. Okay, cool. But then, you know, year two is like, okay, we in here now. We year, have to do some You know, things. year now it's like a little over year three. It's like, all right, what can we do? Because, excuse me, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you I'm like, God damn. <laughs> oh, another thing. I'm trying to change from saying goddamn. So if you hear me say Batsmati, I mean goddamn. And yes, I'm talking about the rice. But anyways, um... <laughs> You know, it's the decluttering, one, changing habits, also changing your psyche, you know, don't want to live in clutter and stuff like that. Yeah, you want to yeah, have, yeah, yeah. you know, peace and tranquility and, you know, good zen and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Yeah. Um, anything else with, on far as spring cleaning or anything like that? Like, you know, um, I have very bad allergies, so I have to dust. Like, I, I was going to say, um, dusting and honestly, just... Making sure that when you when you when you come home, you do your best to pick up after yourself mm-hmm. because you're gonna have those lazy ass days when you don't feel like doing anything at all. Yeah. Um. Like, let's say when I read on that paper that you that you showed me, whatever. Um. The uh, clothes, right? Right. I've been washing clothes all wrong, right? So I'm pretty sure a lot of people do this. You wash a lot of clothes and you dry them and you put them in a basket and you you're like, "Okay, I'll put them up tomorrow." Yeah. It's sitting there for like the next Tomorrow month. tomorrow's been like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for a, a few weeks, yeah, you know. So in that paper it said, you know, wash, dry, fold and put away one load of clothes. Yeah. That's it's mind-boggling because, like, you don't really think about that, right? And, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yo, why the, why the hell have I been just washing all my clothes at one time? And then next thing I know, I'm searching for baskets for my dirty clothes because all my clean clothes is in it. But then even thinking, like, in that regard, like, you know, it's it, – because, like, 
my family used to always just only wash wash clothes, on do laundry days. on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like you got to wait till the end of the week. That's a, that's a chill day, but we got to get this done and then be ready. Come Monday, it's kind of setting your week. Yeah. But if you get to the point where it's like, all right, if you have the hamper and one of the bins is actually overflowing, you should probably go ahead and throw that in the wash. Yeah. And just go ahead and tackle yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in a dryer and then, you know, Douche. bada bing, bada boom, fold mm-hmm. it and put it away. Mm-hmm. And it's more productive and it's more easy. You know what I mean? It it's, it's more so like some of these habits has been instilled in us as children, you know, and it's like, yeah. You you keep doing it, and then now that you're in your own space, it's getting out of hand. It's like okay, you have to be able to recognize it yourself, and then be like, okay, how can I change this? You you know what else it could be too? It's the fact that you know you can do it, but you know that you don't have to do it. <laughs> if that makes any sense, and, right? <laughs> you know, say if you you know you just got finished working a twelve hour shift or something like that. That's you, just, you want to sit down, but it's like you know if you keep that drive to be like, all right. I know if I, because like I'm famous for this. If I come home after a long day or a long, long hour shift and I sit down, I'm more than likely not going to do anything. I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up. Yeah. I'm more than likely going to be on the phone, watching TV, yeah. catching up on a show. But if I keep myself active and just keep going, I'll know I'll be able to accomplish everything that needs to be done. You know, that's facts because I used to use that same principle um, going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that if I didn't drive straight to the gym, I wasn't going to work out that day. Right. You know? Um, yeah, dude. That that's, that's, that's facts. That's facts right there. So, it's definitely identifying yourself and seeing what you can change and go with it from there. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, let's get into the black history fact. Everybody, it's Drew back again, week two for the Black History Fact. I'm going to give you a quote and then we'll go into it from there. Even though we brought our traditions from Africa and we brewed beer for Thomas Jefferson and various people that enslaved us, we were never able to actually open the brewery. We were never able to actually be the entrepreneurs early on. So there is no tradition of owning breweries, of owning bars because of that discrimination. Said from the great Celeste Betty, owner of the Harlem Brewing Company in Harlem, New York. She is the first black female brewery owner in the United States. Betty founded Harlem Brewing in 2000, making her first batch of beer in her apartment using a homebrew kit she received as a gift. She worked hard perfecting her recipes and grew the business into a specialty craft brew that it is today. Betty creates beers inspired by Harlem and ancient African traditions, using loads of flavor with the aim of celebrating black culture and heritage. The craft beer industry has been mostly made up of rich white men for the last 40 years. Betty's presence alone is a disruptor. Betty suggests that less than 1% of U.S. craft breweries are owned by African Americans, and studies show that black people only make up 10% of weekly beer drinkers. But Betty hopes to change that through her company while also educating people. This is what we need in the craft beer world, and I thank Miss Celeste Betty for being the pioneer that she is. Thank you so much. This has been your Black History Fact. All right. That has been your Black History Fact by the Beer God. I have to pay homage to Celeste Betty. Like, if I did Garrett Oliver, she had to be next. 
you know, that makes sense. And she, I'm glad that I know this now mm. about um, about her uh, simply because. So, black woman, of course. You like, know what I mean? um, I've met Garrett multiple times in previous years. You uh, did say you met him because he went to the Fresh Fest. He, am I correct? Last time I seen him was at 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 Fresh Fest. Okay. Um, back during my beer repping days. Right. I've seen him passing and going all the time. Um, always starstruck whenever I see him. I start getting all nervous and sweaty palms and all that shit. Like he, <laughs> like in the black craft beer community, he is somebody. And then as of recent, Celeste Betty is as well too, mm-hmm. because she's the first black woman to own a brewery mm-hmm. and be successful. Yeah, she's also owns a brewery in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Really, and there's also talk of her. Um, trying to start, if not has already has started, a brewery in Baltimore as well too. Ooh, so that she's like a trip. owning multiple locations That's and good. stuff like that, That's which good. is very dope. Yeah, and um, you know her tenacity is like, it's bar none. You know what I yeah. mean? And she stays in her take, own lane. Take over the game. You know what I mean? She stays in her own lane. She doesn't bother anybody. She's not with the fad. She doesn't do all of these, you know, copycat league beer beer styles and stuff like that. Like. Let's bet she, she is the sugar honey iced tea. All right. Okay. So I have a statement that was made on Facebook, right? Ooh. So this young lady says that the day my husband asks me to pay half the rent is the day I pack my bags. How how can we go about this? How how do you feel about that? There's a there's a magnitude of dynamics in this. What is their payment structure of mm-hmm. bills and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Is he paying absolutely everything, mm-hmm. or is she paying, you know, car notes, secondary bills, but you know whatever the rent and or mortgage is, the main bill, maybe that's just as equal to what she's paying. And if, if mm-hmm. it'd be like, well, you said that you got this one bill, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you need me to pay on it? Well, let's let's go ahead and set some parameters. Um, let's go with she pays for her things and he pays for everything else. Okay. Let's just go with that. Because I, I feel like, I, I may be wrong, but I feel like this is the kind of female that is, I don't want to say spoiled or catered to, but she doesn't have the financial responsibilities uh, of the household. Okay. Um, personally, me, in this parameter, in, in this aspect, go ahead and pack your bags. Where are you going to go? That's... That's viable. That's but you. but at the same time, like I don't want you to go. But if if I ask you for half, then it should be that. I mean, I honestly, you your spouse, whether you're male or female, your spouse, your opposite, um, may not necessarily know what you go through financially. If a you don't tell them. And B, if you're trying to do things and um, 
trying to keep the household together and things like that. You know what I mean? Like it may be something small. Like you may have had to run to Home Depot and grab a hot water heater because the hot water went out. So now you need a little bit of extra ends to fill the void. Yeah, Yeah. to fill the void. I mean, now I'm not saying that she wouldn't be understanding, but again, this is what she said. So Uh, I'm just, I'm kind of taking it for face value. I know that's, you know, if it was me, I think that those parameters of like rainy day or when a situation comes up should be communicated up front. Mm-hmm. All right. I will pay the rent. I will pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. But just know that shit happens. And if it does happen, yeah. I'm going to come calling like, hey, this is what happened. This is what's going on. And that's all about being, like you said, communication and secondary. It's transparency and being open and honest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, to and this may be me thinking on a little bit of a sexist side, me as a man coming to you saying, hey, X, Y, and Z happened, mm-hmm. I may not be able to cover the rent slash mortgage. Can you help a brother out? That's me lowering my pride and saying to you, I ain't got it. Yeah, and yeah. Versus... You sitting here waiting, and then next you know, we about to get kicked out of this joint because I haven't been paying it, and I just wanted to keep my pride and be like, you know, I was going to try to find a way to make it work. I ain't got no fucking way to make it work. Hey, (laughs) I need some help. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? One thing I did, I did just realize out of that, she said rent. Not mortgage, but rent. So, obviously an apartment possibly condo no no because that's a mortgage so apartment um, okay so let's break down the yeah. text so if it's rent she also said husband hmm. regardless if you say the husband pays all the bills and all that stuff mm-hmm. if you are working y'all money are one that's yes. a very closed-minded selfish statement yes i agree i agree i agree and i said it three times like that because simply that's crazy. Yeah. I, I I mean, literally, I give pretty much my wife all the money I make mm-hmm. because I let her handle the financial the side. Yeah. Uh-huh. And reason being is because she's actually pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I have my bills that I pay, and I also pay, uh, let's say, car insurance and stuff like that for the both of us. Yeah. Um, it. It it pretty much we're basically going half on everything, but the way we do it, it's like why change it? Yeah. Um. And also, like if I it sometimes I'll throw a little extra money to her if if I can do it. Mm. Um. Just to say, hey, baby, go ahead and put that on this, mm. or put that on that, or mm. as for you. So, if I can, can I ask you a personal question? Of course. Um, well, it's not, it won't be personal anymore because everybody's going to hear for it. For sure. But that's fine. So, for <laughs> you and your wife, do y'all do joint account or no? Not yet. Okay. We we were we were going to do that, and we were going to try to go through Industrial Bank. It's a uh, all black, mm-hmm. and it didn't even fall through. It never happened because we were trying to do it online. This was like at the height of COVID. And the system kept messing up. Come on over to Navy Federal, my guy. I have pen fed. Oh, okay. So, like, 
if if we do anything, we'll probably just merge on PenFed. Okay. Because I mean, it's a credit union. For sure. For sure. Um, and uh, they actually take care of me. And I didn't realize how much they actually took care of me until I went back and looked at some statements. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, shit. I didn't know I did that. <laughs> but they covered me. All right. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, I... Um, with that statement being said, I don't think they're going to be married too long. That's just no, that's, and yeah. you know, and reason why I asked you that question because, like, for me and Jasmine and everybody's relationship, everything's different. Mm-hmm. We do, um, we have a joint account mm-hmm. and joint savings. Um, when we first moved into the house, mm-hmm. it was primarily we were just paying all the house bills out of that, and we still had our our own accounts. Oh, yeah, um, what's when we. You know, got super serious about the house, proposed, wedding, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We said, all right, let's flip this. Let's just make all of our bills one. We sat down and made it made it work, but then it, it, it got to the point where, like, everything was split down the middle. Yeah. Like, or not necessarily split down the middle. All the money was one. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we're going to pay this. We're going to pay that. Mm-hmm. We, we're paying our bills. Mm-hmm. So just going back to the statement is like, in the same aspect, she said, my husband. Yeah. So... For whatever it is, whether it's how your finances are set up between you and your wife, mm-hmm. how my finances are set up between my, me and my wife, we make it work for yeah. what we got, yeah. and there's never an issue of being like, oh, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know you know what? That Yeah, there is, I mean, it's it's been some fuck this shit, I'm out moments or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was never financial. Right. You know what I mean? And like that's good because majority yeah, of times it is it's financial. always financial. You know, right. it, or or at least it starts with financial for sure. Um, I you know with with me and my wife, um, you know I, whenever we do try to merge accounts, I do feel like we still need our our separate like, I guess money savings account or whatever. Okay. Um, simply because I mean. We need our own spending allowances for ourselves so we can buy what we want mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's my money. That's your money. Mm-hmm. This is our money. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like what it is now. Yeah. Um, I just, like I said, I just flip her the money and she puts all of it all together. Mm-hmm. She pays whatever bills that need to be paid with it. And it just works. Yeah. And like I said, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. If that works for y'all and that's what makes y'all yeah. successful. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? My situation is different, but, you know, tomato, tomato, Mm -hmm. as long as we're both successful. As long as we all still in houses. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Coin, please. Coin. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so for that statement, I don't think, I think that she is not actually emotionally invested in that relationship. Ooh. You know, because that that should never be a question. Yeah. If... You know, I know for me, if my wife says, hey, you know, if we had separate bank accounts or if we was doing stuff like that, like, hey, we ain't got this or, you know, fuck it. Say if for what our money is right now, if there's something that she may want or something like, hey, how do you feel about getting this? How about we getting that? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, what about this bill? What about that bill? There's Mm -hmm. some compromises, give and take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a statement like that is closed minded, one sided, unfair. Selfish. I'll say bratty. I'll say bratty. One would argue. Yeah. Um, I mean, but now, if he has, you know, given that mentality and that experience, mm-hmm. you know, and that lifestyle, 
to his to his wife. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, shit, COVID happened and, you know, he's a higher up person in the company and they said, hey, we got to cut your salary in half Ooh. and then some. Yeah. You know. That ain't his fault, though. You got you you, you got to come together. For sure. But, you know, it's one of those things like when it comes to like the lifestyle being created and, mm-hmm. you know, the you wife to- not being able to. The wife being told that she doesn't have to work anything like that. Yeah. If divorce comes about, that's alimony. Ugh. You know what I mean? It gets really ugly. But yeah. th- those are scenarios like because you provided a lifestyle to your spouse and you're not continuing to do so. That's that same thing Dre going through. Hey, just saying. Nah, no, I I get it, and that's that sucks. Oh. I for one never want to go through that. You won't. How about yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. How about yeah, there that? There we go. There you we go. There we go. There you we go. Give, you I'll won't. give you a call. With it. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's three for me. Um, okay, I'll give you that. Hey man, I'm just saying. I'll give you that. What else you got? I don't know. What else you got? I'm trying to figure out if we should do this beer and cigar of the week, or should I tell this dad joke first? You know what? You know what? Let's go ahead and play this vibe ad. Must be time for the beer and cigar of the week. But before we do, how about you revive your life? A super supplement that's been around since the dawn of time that's been reimagined for your modern lifestyle. That powerful antioxidant found in the skin of grapes is resveratrol. What is resveratrol? Have you ever heard it to be said that drinking red wine is actually healthy for you? Instead of having to drink 100 bottles of wine just to get enough resveratrol in your system, Vive has concentrated into a nice, easy, alcohol-free capsule for you. And it helps with inflammation too. Combined with 100% pure CBD, Vive has all the ingredients to help you live a lifestyle primed for health, wellness, and longevity. Hey, Big Los, give the people the website and also the code. What up, DNH family? Go to takevive.com. That's take V-Y-V. And in the promo code, type in DNHpod15 for 15% off your next purchase. Takevive.com. Back to the Dipes and Haircuts podcast. Um, that has been your vibe ad. Um, definitely check it out. I will let you all know, yes, I actually use Vive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I use it to too. decompress and be able to go to sleep. Um, it's better than melatonin. Um, it's more natural. Um, I don't wake up groggy off of like how I do for melatonin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's some very good health benefits to it as well. Um, I'm a big, firm believer in like, you know, Using supplements for the joints and stuff like that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. omega threes to save the knees, that kind of <laughs> you stuff. Use that in a while, <laughs> um, but it, it definitely helps aid in inflammation as well too. So, um, go on and get you some vibe. So, Marcel, all right, give me a dad joke. I'll give you two. Okay. Why? Mm, excuse me. Why are there no knock knock jokes about America? Because they're always letting them in? Because freedom rings. <sighs> What's your next one? 
who is the strongest thief? I have no idea. A shoplifter. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit, I'm spilling the beer. <laughs> Let's get into your beers, Carter. You mm-hmm. want to do beer, you want to do cigar first? Let's do beer. All right. So, when I was out in Delaware, um, I picked up a couple beers, but this one was actually a present from Brother Imani, uh, Mr. Imani Powell. Shout out to him. Um, follow him, Deck Life Brew Life, on Instagram. Um, has all his brewing stuff going on and all that jazz. He gave me Dewey Beer Company. Secret Machine, brewed with uh, blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry. It's a sour beer. 7% ABV, no IBUs. Soft, creamy, bursting with ripe berries, and contains lactose. It seems Marcel spilled the beer on my seat. Jackass. Sorry. I was laughing. You're the one that filled it to the top. I'm not even drunk. You, you want me to pause this so we can clean it? No, don't pause it. But you will clean this shit later, okay? <laughs> so, tell me how you feel about the beer. Um, to tell you the truth, um, I don't know. I'm still kind of... I mean, I spilled a little bit. Let me... Damn, swallow. What the fuck? Everybody you heard, heard that? that? Yes. Oh my god! Just tell me how. What you think of the beer? So for, I don't. I don't really do raspberries, right? I, I feel like raspberries. It's oh god. Okay, so it's not nasty, but the raspberries are definitely throwing me off. Um. It's kind of how you feel about uh, elderberry. Okay. And it's it's just, it's strong. It's very strong as far as the raspberry. And I really can't taste anything else. Um, it is a sour. So, but it's not, it's not an, an overpowering sour, like how some sours taste like vinegar. Um, so for that part, I'll give it, I'll actually give that part an A. But then again, that might actually be bad because then, that would mean it's not true to style. Um, so for me, I'll give this beer, I'll give it a two. I'll have to give it a two. Um, just because of raspberries alone. Um, there, There's not really that much carbonation in it. I, I'm i a carbonated fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually had a few sours with carbonation in it, and I feel like it makes the beer taste better. What would you pair this with? I can't. Okay. I can't pair with anything. Um, I'm going to finish it, though, but I can't pair with anything. Um, looking at the beer, a very deep, rich, velvety color. It looks fun, right? Super red. No, it does not. Oh, um, shit. I'm sorry. Sours are not my jam. I do not get down with these things. I don't know what people think of these things, but whatever. Um, but still, getting into it, thinking about it objectively, um... The beer, I do get blueberry, blackberry, raspberry. Blackberry is the least of, of the three. But I do think that the blueberry and blackberry definitely gives the color. Raspberry as well, too. But, you know, if you, you smash a bunch of blueberries, you get, like, this deep purple-rich color, right? Yeah. 
Um, the beer has no head retention. None. Um, Zero. It's, it's almost you know, like wine. I got enough for the picture. Or champagne. And after that, that's that's that was it. Um, so I didn't even see it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll see it when the picture comes out. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> wow. Um, on the initial taste, I do get very very much so sweetness, um, fruitiness, big hints of sugar, super sweet, like. Yeah, I got the sugar on the back end. Yeah. Um, but then on the back end, for me, I get tartness, um, which is the sour and all that jazz. So if, if I'm going to say it's a true to style, I will say yes. Given the score objectively, I will give it a three because it does taste true to style. I hear you when you say there's no carbonation because I do believe that there could be more bubbles yeah. in this beer. Um, I think it would probably make it a little bit better. It would probably... Lighten it up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. The lactose is there, but it's very, very, very faint. Um, it's more so in the mouthfeel and how thick yeah. the beer is. Yeah. Um, would I pair this with anything? No. Would I do something weird? I might use it to bake a fucking blueberry pie. I don't know. Mm. Just to kind of deal with the mixture. You know what? Okay. I take that back. So my mom makes a blackberry cobbler with rum sauce. And this may actually work for a a chaser behind that. Okay. So, yeah. this has been the Dewey Beer Company out of Delaware. The secret machine. Blueberry, blackberry, raspberry. The Sour. S- the secret is the raspberry. 7% ABV. <laughs> Let's get into the definition that I was going to do. Because I almost forgot about it. Because oh, yeah, damn. My, because my seat got stained. Um, ah! <laughs> so, so I was going to do uh, sour slash wild ales. Sorry, Imani. Um, sour beers come about uh, by different uh, microflora that are responsible for different sets of resulting taste. This is all started from when the beers were stored in a wooden barrels or open air vessels that become home to microorganisms wild yeast and bacteria resulting in pleasantly sour food friendly beers that are complex and engaging these include fruit lambics gooses uh flanders udbrun flanders red and goes flanders oh you in for a treat when i bring a flanders uh across your lips all right no no homo um (laughs) Going into <laughs> wait, can we the, say that? Uh, you're right, but you know what I mean. Um, going into the cigar, we have the uh, Outlier Surrogates. Um, introducing the next project from Outlier Surrogates. I did not say that right. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is blended by Pete Johnson and crafted in Don Pepin's My Father's Factory in Nicaragua. Um, each surrogate was massively created to serve up uh, four unique and completely different experiences. Uh, this time around, their goal was simple, to create a new series of cigars, limited edition in nature, that would be ready available to the consumer without breaking the bank. When in a combination, um, here's the bottom of the line, surrogates deliver the goods of the goods as promised. So what we have in front of you is a skull breaker, which is a full-bodied, 
bold notes of cocoa, leather, espresso, and black pepper featuring Connecticut broadleaf wrapper mm. and Nicaraguan long fillers. Mm. Now, Marcel, you've, you've smoked a cigar. Not that particular Not this particular, one. But, but the brand. Yeah, the okay. brand. I, I like the brand. Okay. I, I feel that... Um, I can't even remember the one that I had, but it had an elephant on it, and it was pretty good. It wasn't so you know how it gives you uh, certain cigars give you the mouthful of like um, you might have the saliva, whatever. It didn't do that for me, and you know now I now I see why because of the um, Connecticut inside of it or yeah. whatever. So that that actually works, but it's a it as as far as the the, the brand goes, um, I have a few more. I'm not gonna say what that one is, but um, I'm definitely gonna try those more than likely this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Looking at the cigar, I think it's dope. It, it would be something I would pick up on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely has a good wrapper, a good look to it. What's funny is I thought about you when I grabbed this. Cause nice. I was like, it's got a skull. You like Punisher. You like Stone Cold. It kind of works, right? Check me out. Don't read me like a book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait for that surprise cigar. Nice. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> um, once again, us, like week after week, here I am apologizing to you listeners. I appreciate you all so much, especially my cigar, people of, of the, of the uh, podcast listenership. But it's cold here in Maryland. Like, yeah, it, it's tough to get a day to get out there and try to, you know, puff on a stogie. And it's like, fuck, you know, fuck. the only reason why I got one in today was because one, I was cleaning off the roof. Mm-hmm. Oh, the gutters and the roof, actually. And um, the fact that I my son was asleep. So I was like, fuck it. Even in the wind. Yeah. I got a puff smoke. Yeah. You know, um. I'll give my definition. Um, ring gauge. A cigar's... Uh, I'm sorry. Ring gauge. The ring gauge is a cigar's diameter that's measured by 64ths of an inch or millimeters. Um, so, usually, um, cigars are measured by uh, Imperial, um, which is kind of like the world standard right now. Um, and also you have like, if you see a cigar, that's like 50, like, I'm sorry, not 50, but like, let's say it would be like five fifty, right? 50 would be the millimeters. Um, that is the circumference of the cigar. So you have all different types of gauges. Like this shit gets, this shit gets big. It gets deep. Yep. <laughs> it gets deep, Joe. Like I, I literally sat here and I just went through all different kinds of sizes of cigars, and um, it's 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 quite a few. So I kind of think that I'll probably start trying to knock out what these uh, cigar, what the the names of these gauges would be. Yeah. Because come to find out, a lot of these gauges actually have names to them too. Nice. So nice. we'll, we'll, I'll try to get to that. Okay. All right. Um, what we got next? I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, shit. Now, now, now the cat's out the bag. They know we're winging it now. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Well, you shouldn't have said that. They would have never known. Well, guess what, everybody? We're winging it. So, you know, 
we with Carlos and his situation. We had a show lineup, but it's fitting for all three of us to be here. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to rob you guys of that. So And still, also we didn't want you definitely didn't want to rob Carlos of that. Yeah. Either. So still deal with us. Please be patient. Um when Los can be back, you know, we'll we'll make it happen. You know um, you know he's gonna return with a cape, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> is it a cape or, or, or a sheep? <laughs> a fat nigga with a cape or a sheep? Fuck. <laughs> um, I will say that, you know, I did get some of my listeners, friends and all, they text me and saying, like, you know, um, your show is really dope. And we like the dynamic of three people versus two. Mm. It's like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. we're sorry. Uh, but you know the the show must go on. We'd rather continue doing the show versus actually, you know, saying, "Oh, no show this week." So sorry, and then you guys don't tune back in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You you're gonna listen. You're gonna listen because we love y'all. You will listen. You're gonna listen. So, um, final thoughts. Yeah. All right. Um. So when we do this, usually Carlos starts off, and I find a song. So, Drew, you had to start off so I can find a song. <laughs> nope, I'm going to give you the awkward silence. Give it the awkward silence. So long. Farewell <laughs> to you, my friend. You know what? All right. Okay. So long. Farewell. Are we really going to keep this shit on my Until we meet again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Here we go. Somebody played this song already. Yeah, I've definitely done this song. Yes, you it's worth it. I like this song though. So you know what? Since I played it, I'll go first. Um, I um, I popped on Twitter for a little bit today, and I came across a post. And we were actually, I was thinking about talking about this, but we kind of like we didn't. But um, basically, the post went like, uh, would you marry a person that hasn't been vaccinated? Oh, I'm sorry, not marry. But would you date a person that hasn't been vaccinated? Um, I was informed um, by Drew and his wife that it's too early to think about that kind of question right now. If I can chime in. Yes. Of course. Because, you know the vaccines are now finally being opened up they weren't readily available for gen pop right yeah um so definitely think that if you ask this question this time next year you know i'll probably answer will be plausible there we go for sure i could not put that shit out there i don't know i was um bots mod yeah there we go (laughs) first time (laughs) But um, basically, I said that to say this. Um, for me, I'm not going to answer the question, but I will say for a person to actually a- ask that question, um, even in this day and age right now, I just feel like I don't think you're, in my opinion, I don't think you're looking for love at the end of the day. Because I'll say it again, as I said it once before, love conquers all Pass it to Drew. Secondary income. Uh, It's a thing. You have your regular job that pays your debt, your bills, everything from month to month basis. But what can you give 
to building a secondary income, side business, side hustle, you know, a gig, however you want to call it, whatever it is, just so you can create savings or build your own model or your own dream and just keep going from there. Um, I implore you to follow it. I implore you to do it. It's hard. It's tough. It's almost a complete second full-time job. But if it's something that you really want, you'll make it happen. So, Facts. I will end it out on this last statement. And uh, Marcel, you can go ahead and cue up the outro music. Remember, your dreams is your only scheme. So keep on pushing. Damn. That's that's saying a lot actually. Um shit. Your dreams. It's your only skin. Your dreams. I like that. So keep Did you make that up? You didn't make that up. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Fucking asshole. Hey my child. You're 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 sip your beer. You know what you are? You're a soft piece of stew. Anyways, <laughs> you like that, don't you? Now I made that up. <laughs> that's that's it's it's a it's like a double negative, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, this uh, has been another episode of Diapers and Haircuts. We appreciate you all for being here. Hopefully, you've taken everything that we say for our show and continue to support us. Anybody that's new. We appreciate you. Anybody that's been listening to us since day one, we love you. Anybody who is an all-around, in-and-out, just listener, thank you to continue to keeping us in your rotation. To all of you, we love you. All the same, all equally. My name is Drew. You can follow me on Facebook, Andrew Dill, D-I-L-L. Everything's kosher, like the pickle. Twitter, Instagram, untapped for beer check-ins and stuff like that Django underscore nerd djngo underscore n-e-r-d marcel guru sound all right you can find me on untapped twitter and ig at the i am the real marcel and also on ig get so so fit um ooh. Man, again, I apologize. This we gotta stop burping on the mic, man. That's crazy. People gonna think we're drunks. Gassy motherfucker. I am. I have been gassy. No, See, stop, stop. Keep going. Keep going. What? No, because we don't need to hear about your gas. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said it. I wouldn't have said anything until you said it. Don't, don't, don't. Look I bad. said it in the aspect of belching and then you just kept going in the aspect of something else hey you know when you start a conversation where can the people find you marcel i just told you oh you were fun you were finished oh my god go (laughs) go ahead go ahead go ahead as far as the podcast is concerned (laughs) please don't stop listening (laughs) forgive marcel and his flash hey hey look look your seat is clean now too you're welcome i appreciate you yeah um DNH Podcast. I was going to say, spit it out. <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, DNH Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, want to be on the show, um, want us to speak on a topic, email us. DNHpodcast2019 at gmail.com. COVID makes everything harder. But it does. Yeah, it does. Because being on the show is definitely going to be hard. It, it is. But 
with everything opening up and now the the instance of having the vaccine, um, we can probably make it work. But until then, we love and appreciate each and every one of you from the retweets, the shares, the stories, everything. We say, we salute you. Peace, love, and crop circles. Until next week. Yee yee!